Today's podcast is brought to you by Collage Travel Radio. I'm Debbie Jordan, and you're listening to episode 27 of Love Out of the Blue, a podcast based on those unexpected love-filled moments that showed up out of the blue, reminding us that love is, love does, and love will always be the answer. Well, recently, I was visiting my family in Kentucky. My grandson's birthday had, you know, arrived and I needed to be there. And as it turned out, the, my kids needed to travel for work, so I was asked to stay a little bit longer. Well, when you're going to be away from your own home for a couple of weeks, arrangements need to be made. And I did that. I took care of my house. It was going to be empty for a while, so I did my laundry, and I was going to make sure the bed was made, I'm going to close all the curtains, stop the mail, clean out the pool, checked all the windows. You know, I left all the right lights on. I got with my neighbors and my family, made sure they knew where the extra key was, and I did everything I thought I needed to do to shut my house down for a couple of weeks. But what I didn't do was shut off the water. People had always talked about that, and for some reason, it's just not something I ever worried about. I never did shut the water off at my house when I'd leave, and this time, that was a mistake. I got that dreaded phone call after one of my relatives went to go check on my house and found that I had a water line that broke in my basement. I had a flood. That silly ice maker line that goes from your refrigerator, you know, um, over underneath the sink and... it. I don't know. I, I've never even paid much attention to those things. But there it was, this line that was supposed to be connected to an ice maker that hasn't been for seven years on a refrigerator that wasn't even turned on, broke, and water flooded all through my basement. So for eight days, water pumped into that basement of my house. Well, you can imagine, my mother, who showed up to the house and found that flood, panicked. The instant I got the phone call, it was, you need to come home now. You have to come home right away. This is a mess, and you have to deal with it. Well, I was, um, well, I don't know, 1,500 miles away. And so the panic of knowing that all of this was taking place in my house knowing what was in my basement, all of the memorabilia, the boxes, the, um, oh, furniture, everything that was in my basement, I know just had this imaginary thing going on in my head of this complete and total disaster, mainly because that's what I was being told was happening. So panic happens. Come home right now. Well, in my past, that's exactly what I would have done. I would have panicked. I would have rushed immediately, making sure that everybody knew I had to be there to take care of it. What was happening far away from me, I would have to deal with. And the only way for me to deal with it would be to get in the car and drive for hours and hours overnight to make sure I was there or get on a plane and get there immediately. The panic set in. What was I going to do? Well, that rush to react to that problem reminded me of something that I had read a long time ago. For some reason, this time, as my mother was screaming about this flood in my house and the panic that was going on with it, I was reminded of something I had read in a book called Courage to Change. On March the 4th, that page talks about something of a slogan called Think, and this is what it says. It says, before I get into trouble, 
before I open my mouth or react or get lost in obsessive analysis of another person's behavior or worrying about the future, I can stop. I can look at what's going on and my role in it. Then I can listen for spiritual guidance that will remind me of my options and help me to find healthy words and actions. So when something unkind is said to me, I don't automatically have to get into a loud and vicious argument. Instead, I can take a moment to think. I can stop, look, and listen. Then I might be able to engage calmly in discussion or simply walk away. If I do choose to enter the argument, at least I'm now making this decision consciously rather than letting life decide for me. Well, for some reason, that kept gnawing at me in this particular situation. Think, think, think. And I paused. I knew that I needed to stop. I needed to stop this rush of emotions that were flooding me over the thoughts of what was happening with my flood. What I might or may have not have lost. What I needed to stop thinking of was the future results of this flood and focus on the solution. Because then I could look at what was going on there and how I could really help from where I was. Prayer took place very quickly. I needed some spiritual guidance, wisdom, and I asked. And interestingly enough, the answers came very quickly. All of a sudden, I could calmly say to my mother, hold on, hold on, pause. What? It, let me do this. I knew which neighbors to call that could run over and immediately help out with my family and get the water shut off, all of the things that had to happen right away. I then had a thought of which friend I could call and say, this is what's going on. Any chance you can help? And guess what? They knew exactly what to do. They knew what supplies I needed. They had the skills and they had the tools and they had the ability to repair what needed to be done and even to begin the cleanup. I wasn't even there. So within a few hours after that pause and after that thoughtful consideration was what I was doing, was it thoughtful to what was happening with the people who were there? Was it honest? Is this really what's going on? Can, can I take care of it from here? Am I making intelligent choices? Is what I'm deciding necessary? And is it kind to the people who are there doing for me? And is it kind to myself for where I am and what my situation is? Well, <laughs> within a few hours, the water was gone, the pipe was repaired, fans and dehumidifiers were going, the wet items were drying out, and my family could go home. And guess what? The whole situation wasn't so tragic. What didn't really need to panic over it. And I didn't need to leave. I didn't need to rush back. The next day, even, they came and back and cleaned out the rest of the damage. And a plan was put into place long distance for the repairs that needed to take place once the place dried out. And that time allowed me to calmly take care of the business that I had at hand away from my house, and get back in time to deal with it rationally. You know, I keep wondering, where does this fall into my love out of the blue moment? It was funny, as I was thinking about all of this, you know, it wasn't some magic heart that just showed up at the moment in my flood or something along those lines, but it did hit me later that evening after I got that first phone call. 
I remembered that earlier that day, I had seen this wooden table at a small little shop in Kentucky. The top of the table had been put together with two pieces of wood, and it had been lined up in a way so that the grain matched. And at a certain point on the top of the table, the grain matched into this beautiful heart-shaped design, for lack of a better word. Well, for me, I kept thinking, that's exactly what happened to me today. This table had been sanded perfectly, had been spent the time to be lined up so that all the grains matched, and this lovely design showed up. And that's what happened to me. When I stopped and paused and thought about what had to happen, everything lined up into place. What an amazing, loving thing happened for me. And I was so full of gratitude for all those people who showed up. They dropped everything they were doing to help me. What an amazingly loving thing to do. And I got filled with gratitude, too, about how the stress over fear and panic just didn't happen. That what I had learned long ago to stop, look, listen, to take the time to think actually worked in the face of a panic situation. I was so grateful that the focus of this flood was now not on the problem of the flood. I wasn't racing home, only concentrating on the problem, but instead we were already on the solution and it was well on its way. This was no longer a problem. We were way into the solution. Well, it was love that led all those people to help. And it was love that led me to stay calm and to think. And the solution to my flood was thoughtful. It was honest. It was intelligent. It was necessary. And it was kind. It was the love that showed up out of the blue exactly when I needed it the most. You know... I really hope you'll find some encouragement from this story. This, I don't know, especially during these days of very, very stressful news. How should we react in a panic situation? What if we could all pause and think? What if we all took the time to consider what to do next? You know, is my reaction to this situation thoughtful? Is it honest? Is it intelligent? Is it necessary? And Finally, is it kind? Then, at least, you know, we'll all know that we've made decisions consciously rather than from fear and panic. I hope that you'll be keeping a watchful eye out for your own unexpected love out of the blue moments to arrive just when you need them the most, because I know they're coming. So until next time, I'm Debbie Jordan, and this is Love Out of the Blue.